You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That ball hit well to left field, all the way back, Hayes. He will watch this one go. Jordan Alvarez, a three-run bomb. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, Joe O, Joe G, right here on the BetQL Network, talking some baseball this hour of the show. We're joined now by Michael Beller of The Athletic. To do just that. Michael, how are you doing today? I am doing good, Joe. Good to be with you. Joe, happy to have you. Uh, Michael, happy to have you on here as uh, we talk some baseball. And we were just discussing Jacob DeGrom a little bit here, Michael. Um, yesterday, five innings, more shutout baseball. Zero right down to 0.50. I saw he tied or passed Bob Gibson yesterday. Most consecutive starts, 12 or uh, I think 12 now, with one or zero earned runs. Michael, try to put into words what we're watching here with Jacob DeGrom. I think we are watching the best stretch of pitching that any of us or that most of us has ever seen. I think you probably have to go back to being alive for Bob Gibson in that 1968 season and remembering it uh, to to say that we've seen a pitcher match that. I read mean, maybe Jake Arrieta in the second half of the 2015 season uh, pretty much match that or come close to it. I think what we've seen from DeGrom surpasses what we saw from Jake Arrieta in that 2015 season and really putting himself uh, as a legitimate MVP candidate, I think you have to pitch as well as DeGrom has to be an MVP candidate as a pitcher. I am typically, in 99 out of 100 instances, when it gets brought up, I'm against it. We've got a pitching award, we've got a hitting award, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think DeGrom deserves to be mentioned as an NL MVP candidate right now. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, and that's exactly where I was going, Michael. Uh, that I w- typically do not want to give the MVP to a pitcher, e- even though... Verlander, I was okay with that. You you need a lot of things to line up. And what you also need, uh, along with a once in maybe a decade type of performance, you also need no position player to stand out, to be at that level. And I don't think we have one. Uh, Right now on points bet, DeGrom is the favorite to be the NL MVP at plus 175. Tatis is plus 200. Acuna plus 500. Then we have a big drop all the way uh, down to Harper at 25 to one. Is, is there value past any of those top three guys? I don't know, because I really think you're going to have to have like, like Tatis, DeGrom, Acuna, the performance isn't dropping off. I think that's pretty safe to say. So I think you're going to have to have injuries and maybe multiple injuries for one of those guys or to to drop out, to not be uh, in the MVP race when we get to the end of the season. So I think it's hard to argue that there is much value. And then you look at that, like, right, like the Nationals, we know that MVP votes always ride on narrative. 
and the Nationals just aren't a very good team this season. And you could throw Jesse Winker in there. The Reds, I mean, they can make a charge in the NL Central, but like, is Jesse Winker going to be the guy who carries them to it and not you know, Nick Castellanos or some combination of the rest of their hitters? Chris Bryant is in that mix too, but he would have to really pick things up offensively. And again, we're talking about multiple of Tatis, DeGrom, and Acuna having to fall off, which I don't think is happening, and or get injured, which, you know, who's going to bet on that actually happening? So as much as I want to say there's value in 25-1 to 1 on Harper or Winker or, or Bryant or whatever you're going to get them at, I just don't think there is because it's hard to imagine all of those guys falling off. It does feel like a Tatis, DeGrom, and Acuna race at this point. With that on Acuna, Michael, he's at plus 500 right now. Is there a uh, is there some value in betting the third horse in a three-horse race? I mean, DeGrom's going to have to really stay healthy because he's already missed starts, I think, to convince everyone to give him the MVP and the Cy Young. And now Tatis, it's like every two months that shoulder seems to be an issue. I know Acuna's been banged up, but it, it seems more like nicks and bruises on the bases. Acuna plus 500, I, I feel like I can count on him to have the 40 homer, you know, 30 steal kind of season. That's where the value is. <laughs> Absolutely. That's where the value is. And he's, he's right on pace for that, right? He's got 20 homers. He's got 15 steals. We played a little bit less than half the season. So if he can keep on that track, we're going to be looking at a 40-30 season. And uh, uh, Joe O knows this. I just I can't believe that this Braves team is going to be this bad all season. I just think there's too much talent uh, top to bottom on that team. They've had a lot of bad luck in their rotation with their help there. But I still think that this is a team that has a you know 60 and 40 sort of stretch in it, something along those lines where they're winning at a 600 clip or a 615 clip. And if that happens with Acuna getting 60, going 40-30, and they don't even really need to chase down the Mets in the NL East, although I still think that's possible for them. If they just get their way into the playoffs in the National League with Acuna going 40-30, 300, 400, 600, then I think we could be looking at an MVP candidate there. So that's really where the future value lies in the NL MVP market. Michael, some sites have the Braves. Not 15, not 20, not 25, now 33 to 1 to win the World Series. I mean, should I do it? Should I do it, Joe? I mean, I feel like I have to with the way I keep talking about this team, but uh, man, it's been it's been bad so far this season, hasn't it? Yeah, they, well, it, it's been really bad. I mean, all th- considering they've won the division three years in a row, Michael. So I, I'm going to go on a limb and say you believe there. If anyone chases down the Mets in the NL East, it's the Braves. Because you look at it right now. I mean, you have, what, four teams separated in the NL East by five games. You have the Mets at top. You have the Phillies at four back. Braves at five after the doubleheader yesterday. Nationals at five. Uh, I am on the Braves. So do, do you think there's any chance the Phillies or the Nationals make this interesting with the Mets? Or is this a Braves-Mets race? It's a Braves, it's a Braves-Mets race to me. I just don't think uh, Washington or Philly has enough to catch up. I don't think Washington has the um, the – front office wherewithal to want to catch up either. I think there's a better chance that that team is unloading pieces, potentially Max Scherzer. We've heard that, but even guys who have been very important to the team, Kyle Schwarber's on a one-year contract. If they make him available, he would definitely uh, be someone who teams would be going after to add some pop to their lineup. I don't see Philly really getting involved in this either. And I think you look at the Mets and see a team that even at 37 and 30, and I believe the largest lead, right, in the uh, in largest division lead in the majors, a lot of untapped potential on that team with all the injuries that they have had. They're getting Jeff McNeil back today. Brandon Nimmo sounds like he's not too far away. Michael Conforto, not too far away. Dom Smith hasn't really hit for any sort of power this season, and we're starting to see him finally get the bat going. They're going to get Carlos Carrasco back at some point. Like, it's remarkable 
that that team is 37 and 30 with all the injuries that they have had. So I think we can expect the Mets to play better than they've played to this point of the season. And it all means that you're really going to have to have a very talented team finally get right to chase down the Mets. And I don't think Philly and Washington have the horses to do that. This is BetQL Daily with Joe O and Joe G. Our guest, Michael Beller from The Athletic. Terrific on baseball. Uh, just talking some futures and some awards. Let's go back to the awards on the American League side. I thought for sure that the the week Otani just had, that he would take back uh, the, the favorite role. But he hasn't. Vlad Guerrero is still the favorite at multiple spots at even money to be the AL MVP, and Otani is plus 150. Are you surprised? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I am a little bit surprised, but I think this could be another thing where the where the narrative is going to play into the discussion that we have here. This Angels team just doesn't really matter what they have. They just can't get things right and can't get themselves into a place where they're even contending for the playoffs, and I don't know if that's going to change this season with the top-heavy American League. The Blue Jays, meanwhile, are contending for the playoffs, and Vlad Jr. is having the season that uh, we knew was coming. We knew it was coming. It took him a little bit longer than a lot of people thought it was going to take him to get, but we knew this season was going to eventually be there for Vlad Jr. Uh, So I think that's going to be something that Otani is working upstream against for the remainder of the season. But let's just say these guys continue on their tracks and Otani keeps being the hitter that he is while also going out there once a week and pitching as well as he has. It just feels like he's on the rise, that he is eventually going to catch and surpass Vlad Jr., especially if we do end up looking at the standings at the end of the year and it's Tampa in first, Boston in second, you know, New York in third, and Toronto sitting down there in fourth at like 82 and 80. I think that Vlad is going to need the team success and himself to push him because with with Otani doing what he's doing at the plate and on the mound, I do think that he ultimately catches Vlad on just pure player performance. Yeah, the, the narrative factors in. Right? We're not just trying to guess who has the best year. We bet these things. We're trying to guess who's going to win the award, and, and real people vote for the award. Uh, and what you just said there, Michael, I think is is important. Like Both these teams are in fourth place right now. If both teams finish in fourth place, I can't imagine a great hitter, and that's what Vlad is. He's a great hitter, so, You know, wins the MVP over something we've never seen before. Like, no one listening to us right now is alive for Babe Ruth. Like, no one. Like, we've never seen this before. I would think if they're both in the same outside looking in, that just the storyline of, of Otani has to surpass Vlad, who's great. But we've seen great offensive hitters, uh, you know, Miguel Cabrera, guys like this before. We've seen this. We've never seen the Otani thing. And that, that that's exactly where I am, too, that I understand why Vlad is still a tiny bit of a favorite because of what he's done this season, but that as this goes on and on, as you get more and more attention on it, right? Like, I mean, baseball still is fighting a little bit of an awareness battle. I mean, it's just, that's just a fact. And as the NBA finals end and as the Euro cup ends and we get a little bit more of the sports world focused on baseball and focused on, Oh my God, we are seeing a modern day Babe Ruth do it as well as Babe Ruth ever did it in both spots. That attention is going to drive Otani. And so unless the blue Jays surge and make the playoffs, which is absolutely possible with that team and their offense and George Springer due back not too long. This is an offense that is only going to get better. That's definitely possible. But I think 
Vlad Jr. needs the playoffs more than Otani does as far as the MVP race goes. Poor Byron Buxton. When he's on the field, he puts up the numbers. The problem is he just is not available. A.L. Cy Young, Garrett Cole or the field? I'll take uh, I'll take Cole here. I mean, I just think that the way that he, he's pitching and the way that we've seen so many of the injuries to the rest of uh, the guys, like Shane Bieber would have been there with him. Tyler Glasnow was there with him. But with those guys down with the injuries that they have, Glasnow for the season, Bieber isn't even going to throw for a couple more weeks. Now you're talking about Carlos Rodon or Lance Lynn having to keep it going. Lance Lynn, great real-life pitcher, doesn't really have the sort of eye-popping strikeout numbers that we expect to see from a Cy Young Award winner. Um, I- I'm not betting Garrett Cole. I'm not betting him at what, minus 150, minus 170, depending on where you're looking. I- I'm, that's just not a bet I'm sitting here and making on June 22nd. But if I'm prognosticating who's going to win the award and we're taking the odds out of it, it's just hard to imagine someone chasing him down like Radon or Lynn or John Means. That's, that's just not going to happen. Michael Bell, The Athletic, joining us here talking some baseball. Michael, one of your colleagues at The Athletic, uh, Grant Brisby, wrote a piece this morning on the San Francisco Giants, 46-26. and 26. They're 20 games over. And if you look at the list of teams in baseball history, only 32 teams have been this had this good of a record through this amount of games of a season. And that list... Most of those teams make the playoffs. A lot of them go pretty deep in the playoffs. Where are you with the Giants right now? 33-1 to to win the World Series. Still plus 500 just to win the division they've been leading for about a month. It still seems like the market doesn't believe. Yet you look at the numbers, run differential. There's a lot of reasons to say, man, the Giants are good. They are good. And, I mean, the the way that that offense has gotten going, and that's a team that also has dealt with not a – insignificant amount of injuries to the offense especially and they've been able to keep hitting and hitting and hitting and so they uh, deserve to be where they are right now and I think that with just everything that they have in hand at this point like they're looking like a pretty safe playoff bet now once we get into the playoffs and you look at the Dodgers in the playoff rotation they're going to be able to try out you look at the Padres the playoff rotation they're going to be able to try out even if you give the Brewers the NL Central, you look at the, the playoff rotation that they're going to be able to trot out with Woodruff and Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. Like, it's easy to look at the Giants, see a potential 96-win team, let's just say, and that would have them obviously slowing down from where they played to this point of the season and say, this is the worst team in the National League playoffs uh, for, for playoff baseball. And that feels crazy to say about a team that is 46-26 and 26 through 72 games, but it's realistic. And so I think there's plenty of, I, I do think that, you know, when we're just talking about value, when we're just talking about to strip out the context, strip out the players, strip out the teams, and just look at value, there is, of course, undeniably value in a Giants team at their World Series odds. But are you really going to bet them to get through? You know, we're gonna we're talking about the Padres or the Dodgers as an NL wild card if we give the if we give the Giants the division. Are you really going to bet on them to get through one of those teams and the Mets and then go to the World Series and knock off the White Sox or the Astros? Like that is a very steep hill to climb and as great as they've been to this point it doesn't feel like that's really in the cards for them it's an awesome story i think their 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 performance to this point of the season is more descriptive of what they've been for the first three months of the year than predictive of what they're going to be the rest of the season and you just look at all the other teams they're going to have to get through and i do think that ultimately they do not come up there and i do think that in fact we're talking about them as a wildcard team and not an nls champion Michael, the Rays now outside the top five in run differential in the game. They've lost six in a row. Should we be looking elsewhere in the AL East? I like that division, man. Like the, the Rays are a team that 
obviously adds up so much more of uh, the whole than the sum of the parts year after year after year. But the Tyler Glasnow injury is just such a killer for them. Probably the most indispensable player on that team. They have proved time and again that they can replace hitters. And they could you know, they could have gone for a stretch without Austin Meadows. They could go for a stretch without Randy Arozarena. But Tyler Glasnow is the one guy who they really, really couldn't afford to lose. And so I still I look at that division and I feel like as much as I didn't like the team coming into the year, that the Red Sox should be considered the favorite the rest of the way with uh, with everything they've done to this point of the season. I believe that's a team that will go out and be aggressive and make a move for a starting pitcher um, with the way they've played. And so I think that we can bet on them getting some reinforcements over the next four or five weeks here. I think they should be viewed as the favorite there. Um, that Glasnow injury just crushes Tampa. Huge injury, Michael. Always love talking to you. We'll check in soon. There he goes, Michael Beller of The Athletic with some great baseball insight, especially the AL MVP. On the other side, it's talk, let's talk some NFL here. Joe O, Joe G, we'll look at the AFC West on BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.